Peter chapter 2. looking at a lot of course you know we try to give you the context but then within within these sentences are so many things uh different subjects that we can touch on and we've been trying to touch on several of those and kind of make our way through uh through this series here and uh, i said last time that we would probably look at uh the priesthood of the believer and uh and what that that means to us we've seen um the foundation and the chief cornerstone uh, that, that Christ is, and he is that stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to, to them, even to them that stumble at the word, according to verse number eight, being disobedient whereunto they also were appointed. And, uh, and then uh, I think last time we looked at that chosen generation, we are chosen, and again, um, but then it says, and then with a comma, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And I pointed out last time that each of those, all four of those, uh, based on the, the semicolon, all four of those, and all four of those aspects of our life, the fact that we are chosen, the fact that we are a priesthood, we, the fact that we are a holy nation, the fact that we are a peculiar people, all of those, when we realize that, that those are attributed to us, and in each of those offices or each of those hats that we wear, if you want to put it that way, we show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And which in time, and it's amazing how the Lord laid upon me Hosea, and we've seen some of these same phrases in Hosea as, as, we, uh, as he dealt with the children of Israel who had not obtained mercy, but then had obtained mercy, who were not the people of God, but then he said he was going to call them back, and they would be called not his people, but then they would be called his people. He dealt with Israel that way, but we see it in the, applied to the New Testament saints here as well, which in time past were not a people, <laughs> but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And because of that, because we are the people of God, because we have obtained mercy, again going back to verse number 9, that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. You know, and again, we, we stand and we, we recollect each of our testimonies, uh, where we were at before salvation, uh, God passing by our way, Brother Tim mentioned that, you know, God raises up a man for a time and gives the man the ministry. That's where a lot of a lot of people that are still trying to carry on a man's ministry whenever they've gone on. And a lot of those ministries fail after the man's gone. Uh, I am not Billy Mitchell. <laughs> There's only one Billy Mitchell. He had a peculiar—I mean, he had a peculiar, peculiar way about him, uh, and the way that he sang, the way he spoke, the way that he presented. 
God blessed his radio work. God is still blessing his radio work. Uh, I guess if there's still somebody out there trying to, you know, or at least the, the messages that are still out there, God still uses that. But, for example, Roloff Ministries and Oliver B. Green, uh, his son carries on his radio work. And, and um, some of these other ministries, there's a, I'm trying to think of the fellow out in California. But anyway, the men, the men have gone on. And, and, and God gave them a vision. God gave them a, uh, a, the purpose. And then when they've gone, then, you know, God will raise up another man for a different. But so many times the, the church tries to go on with what was yesterday under that man. And then it seems to fall. It seems to fail. It seems to falter. And um, so I said all that say this, you know. Um, Brother Tim was talking about raising up a man, and you know it. It took time. It took time. It took preparation. Moses. Moses was prepared even in the house of Pharaoh as he was raising up, long before the forty years on the backside of the desert. Just the fact that he understood Pharaoh's household, he understood the workings of Egypt. He understood the language of Egypt. He was trained. As an Egyptian in Pharaoh's house. But then long before the people were ready to be delivered, God was preparing a man. Long before Doug Bell ever come to Oklahoma, he was preparing me in the places where he had me at the time. And uh, for a certain time as this. And so if you want to put it that way, and and I've, you know, and I, Debbie has testified. Other people testified. Uh, uh, Jennifer has testified. Just you know, just making comments. Me and Lisa about thanking God that you know that we're here and that He sent us this way. And I'm thanking the Lord that we're here. And I I know and I can stand and with my hand raised that I am here in the perfect will of God. I can just see God working in my life to get me here, and then working in my life since I've been here, and uh, just. Uh, I just thank the Lord for that and uh, just all that he's done since we've been here. But anyway, when we see, and, and maybe the next time we'll look at these praises, I, I'm waiting for it to break out. I really am. I'm waiting for it. We unlock that side door and just have a spell in the back parking lot, just out the door, up and maybe around the building. I don't know, but I'm just waiting for that time where it just gets so full of God in here, we have to leave. <laughs> Like when the temple filled the spirit, or when the, when the temple was filled up with the presence of God, and they just couldn't stay in there. I've seen it that way before, and I'm I, and I'm looking for that uh, that again. I'm looking for like last, you know, in our April meeting on that Sunday morning, God was just here. You, anybody that says He wasn't, you don't know what you're talking about. God was here that Sunday morning. The devil tried to intervene, but God just showed up, and I. And showed himself faithful, showed himself powerful, and uh, and I'm looking forward, you know, to that kind of service again sometime. Praying for it, longing for it. But we, when we realize, when we get a hold of who we are, and again, going back, it was mentioned in, 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 in the men's Sunday school, in Christ. Amen. And again, I'm still, I still muse on that often, that, that phrase, in Christ, and we are in him and he is in us. And, and so much that we can have in him. And we see that here. 
We are a chosen generation of royal priesthood and holy nation and a peculiar people. And we are only that in him. Without that, we would be nothing and nobody. And if we can ever get a hold of just all that we have in him, then we will show forth praises. That you should show forth the praises uh, of him who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And it, it happens every now and then. We get to testify. We get to remember. get to thinking about where we was at before God saved us. Amen. And where he's brought us to. And we, we have praises on our lips. But I think um, when we really get a hold of it, we'll be a little bit more freer with our praises than we are sometimes nowadays. But anyway, so we're going to look at that priesthood of belief. We see it in verse number 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood, again, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We spoke about the sacrifices. We spoke about the sacrifices over our praise or our lips in, in, in Hebrew. And then verse number 9 again. We are a chosen generation of royal priesthood and holy nation of peculiar people that ye should show forth praises, the praises of him who should have who hath called you out of his darkness into this marvelous light. It's, some have attributed the doctrine of the priesthood of the believer to Mr. Luther when he tagged his 95 thesis on the door. Long before Luther, because see, Luther did have a revelation, if you wanted to put it this way, as he was reading the word of God. So many times in the Catholic Church back in that day, the priest says, you can't read the Bible, layman. <laughs> and actually, not only that, the Bible many times was written in Latin. And people were ignorant and unlearned. And they, didn't, they couldn't read and they couldn't write. And so because of their, it was the dark ages. Because they were in darkness because of their ignorance of the ability to read and write. Then, then the, the, the priesthood took advantage of that. And they say, well, we have the Bible, and we will tell you what it says and what it means and so on and so forth. And that's the one reason why uh, Tyndall and, and many others before the King James Bible had it in their mind to, to put it in, to put a Bible in the language of the people so that we could have it in the household. It wouldn't be chained to the pulpit like literally it was. Chained to the pulpit so that people couldn't get a hold of it. But when you read the story of Luther, he, he was reading and he realized some uh, inconsistencies with the Catholic Church. And one of them potentially was the priesthood. And we'll see that in a second. But long before Luther got a hold of it, we Baptists was preaching it. <laughs> the priesthood of a believer, which is a Baptist distinctive. And I've got two different um, things here, but this one here, uh, Ryan McGuire put this one together, Baptist Distinctives, the historical, what historical Baptist st stand stood for. This is uh, one of them was the priesthood of believers. It's a paragraph. I'll read this one, and then we'll go through an outline that I also have. And again, maybe some of this will uh, overlap, but I hope not, but too much anyway. Another Baptist distinctive that separates the Baptist church from any other organization is a firm conviction of the priesthood of the believer. The believer is in holy priesthood 
is a holy priesthood that is to offer up spiritual sacrifices to God, according to 1 Peter 2, 5. We just read that. When the Lord washed our sins away in his own blood, he made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. And if you'll turn to Revelation, let's just do that, and uh, we will kind of run some of these references out of this paragraph. Revelation chapter 1. Verses 5 and 6. Well, let's just go to 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from, uh, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen so he has made us kings and priests one day as kings and priests we shall reign with Christ on the earth during the millennial reign revelation 5 and verse number 10 well let's back up uh, verse 9 and they sung and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us by uh, redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and, and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God, our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. In uh, Revelation twenty. In verse number 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On, the, uh, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Woo! Like somebody said, I don't understand it, but I believe it. I don't understand how it's all going to take place, but I believe it. And I, I've often said, you know, of course, I mean, it kind of goes back to being faithful. And our faithfulness and being faithful over a few things, and God will make us rule over many things. And I don't understand all that either. But that's one of the things that, you know, that I, if, if, if I could write my own epitaph and, and, and would like to be able to, I mean, I want to stand before God talking about the judgment I want to stand before God and and just have him to say that I'm a good and faithful servant faithful I want to be faithful in my marriage I want to be faithful you know to God I want to be faithful to my wife I want to be faithful to my work I want to be faithful faithful and faithfulness is a big a big and I believe a, a big thing in our lives and we should strive to be faithful because again if we're faithful over a few things God will make us rule over many and I believe that uh, actually translates into this ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years as kings and priests I don't understand it all <laughs> but I think that it will definitely do that the king represented God to the people and the priest represented the people to God 
as a priest, we have access to God. We do not have to go through anyone else when we pray or offer our spiritual sacrifices. And Brother McGuire goes on to say here, the Roman Catholic organization has robbed this Bible doctrine from its members. They have established popes, cardinals, bishops, and priests to be a, quote, mediator, unquote, between man and God. This is the doctrine of the, quote, Nicolaitans, unquote, discussed in Revelation 2, 6 and 2, 15. If you want to turn back there, we'll just read it. Revelation 2, 6. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And then 2, 15. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing... I hate. Um, Strong defines Nicolaitans as victor of the people or destruction of the people. It divides the church into priest and the laity. Therefore, it places the priest on a higher level than the laity, making them, quote, more important than the people within the assembly. Galatians chapter 3, if you'll turn there, because the question is asked, are we not equal? In the body of Christ, Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 28. Let's back up to 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And we'll see a little bit of, of that verse number 28 uh, here in a second. Uh, so we are equal. Seemingly, it makes them, quote, uh, lords over God's heritage, 1 Peter 5, 3. Apparently, doing so would create a division in the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, 25, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27, that schism. And then God is not the author of confusion or division in 1 Corinthians 14, 33. So, again, there's just the the small part of that. But as... Uh, as priesthood of believer, it is a New Testament doctrine. And, of course, uh, the New Testament, Christ's death, the veil of the temple was torn. And so turn with me to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27 here. number 51 and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent and the graves were opened and many bodies of saints which uh, slept arose and, and came out of the graves after, the, after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many so we see the, the, the renting of the veil of the temple so before this if you go back in the Old Testament economy there was uh, in the, the tabernacle and even in the temple, but let's just go with the tabernacle in the wilderness. Uh, as there's a, there is a, uh, a print, and I have cut down that print to make it fit the frame. I, 
I never did because it's kind of an odd, the, the original print is kind of an odd size. It's a longer than it is tall, and I just never did go and have it um, professionally matted and, and framed. I just found a frame and cut it down. So anyway, that being said, uh, when Brother um, Tim was referring to the print that's in my office there of the tabernacle in the wilderness and about, about everything having its place, but you kind of get an idea of how it was set up, and you had had the... Um, the curtains around the courtyard and then the the tabernacle itself and within the tabernacle it was a, a divided into two portions uh, the back portion being the Holy of Holies priests could minister all around in fact there was some, the one priest as I pointed out whenever it was maybe down at fifth Sunday there was the priest that simply just tore it down and built put it back up and, and bore it through the wilderness that was their whole job as long as the cloud was stationary, as long as the fire was stationary, they just rested, <laughs> I guess. Picked up manna every day and ate it and just went on. But when the cloud started to move and the fire started to move, then they knew that it was their time to kick in, their job to kick in. They simply tore down the tabernacle, uh, bound it up, put it on their shoulders, moved it, followed the cloud, followed the, uh, followed the, and that was all their job was. Then you had other priests that would minister uh, at the gate, minister in the courtyard, uh, where the brazen uh, altar was, where the brazen labor was. You had priests that worked uh, in the, uh, the next section where the, the candlestick was, the table of showbread was, and the in altar of incense was. But you had one high priest, and he was the only one allowed in the Holy of Holies. A lot of priests ministered in the other areas, but only one could go into the Holy of Holies. You know, and, and the, he had to go in in the Old Testament economy. He had to go in. It's it always been, uh, I know it's been presented here. Uh, once a year, he would have to go give a, shed, uh, give a sacrifice and shed blood and go back behind the, the veil and present blood on the mercy seat for his sins and atonement. And then he would go out and, and get a, some more blood, another sacrifice, Take that in behind the Holy of Holies for the sins of the people. But when Christ died, because right before 51, verse number 50 says, when, and Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. When he died, then the veil was rent in twain from top to bottom. And, of course, I've heard preaching in a big way that said it was as if God, <laughs> and if you read how thick the curtains was, it says God from the top took it and just rent it in half, and which gave access now to the throne room of God through the Holy of Holies, an open access. There is no more priesthood that we have to go through. Jesus Christ being our high priest, Jesus Christ being the the uh, the great high priest and being the mediator after the order of Melchizedek. That's a whole other uh, whole another lesson there. But He's our great high priest, and He opened up a way. That we all could go in, Jew and Gentile, male and female. We just read that in, in Galatians. We all can go in as individual believers. And that, that priesthood, <laughs> that priesthood of believer, when we get this, you know, when we get a whole uh, understanding of all this, then it is to show forth praises. And we will show forth praises uh, to him, and we will show, as, as he says there in verse 5. Uh, to offer up a spiritual sacrifice that's acceptable to God by Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. So, 
having that access that we didn't have before. We have access as a believer. We don't have to go through a man anymore. Like they did in the Old Testament economy and like the Catholic Church would have you believe that you have to today. You don't have to go through a man. You don't confess your sins to a man. You can go straight to the throne room of God and fall upon the mercy seat. So the significance of this is the era of time was over. The ultimate sacrifice had been made. The way to the Holy of Holies was opened through Christ's blood. And Jesus is our high priest. Now we are all priests. The meaning of the doctrine, all believers have direct access to God through Christ. There is still restricted access to the presence of God, but as we come through the blood of the Lamb of God, we can come into His very presence. Turn with me to Hebrews. <laughs> Thank God. And, I, and, I, and this is, if I'm thinking this is where... Hebrews 4, yeah. I pray this often. I've, I've pointed this out. And, and, but then just having the understanding, and I think if we just not only the understanding, if we just think this way when we pray. Again, verse number 5 in, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to do what? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him that, uh, who, hath called you unto, um, who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. So here in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14... Because he is our great high priest, because he is the final sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice has been made, the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world, and his blood is on the altar, and the veil has been rent in twain, giving us access. Then, verse number 14, seeing we have a great high priest, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help uh, in time of need. And again, that boldly, and I've, I've said it before, it's not that Jesus right now, I command you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just name it and claim it. No, 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 no. It's, we can go before him, but we are to pray and not pray amiss, not pray uh, to consume it upon our own lust and so on and so forth. But we have access. We, we mentioned the access with Esther and King Ahasuerus. But our access is through Jesus Christ's blood. John chapter 14, we see that again. We pray any, you know, if we pray in his name, <laughs> Jesus' name. We come to God and pray in Jesus' name, our great high priest. But we can go to him. We can go to God through him. 
Um, so we come through the blood of the Lamb of God, and in Hebrews 9, 24 through 28. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Whoop. We can underline that. Hallelujah. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he oft, often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once... In the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him, that he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10 verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, there it is again, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. You have to go, you have access, but it's only by the blood of Jesus Christ. By a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. <laughs> and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, man, that'll preach. Boldness there in verse number nineteen, uh, 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 draw near with a true heart, full uh, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let's just go ahead and grab the next <laughs> couple of verses. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have a, you know, true, true, uh, a true heart and full assurance of faith. And, and what a blessing it is that we can do that. And 1 Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2, let's see here, well, I'm going backwards. 1 Timothy 2 and verse number 5, of course we've been here before. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified of in due time. To be testified in due time. So the way to God is open. All believers are equal in Christ. There's no hierarchy. We didn't read that. Um, mentioned in the Bible, Webster, a priest, is the second rank of clergy above the deacon, but below the bishop. <laughs> no division of clerk, no division of clergy and laity. And brother or sister, we are family. Our family in Him. Again, we can all go. You can go as a female. See, back in the day, the priesthood was for the men. The priesthood was for the Jew, <laughs> a Jewish man. The priesthood was only for a certain tribe of the Jews. But God has opened it up through Jesus Christ. Male, female, Jew, Gentile. Hallelujah. We can go to him. We are a kingdom of believer priests with responsibilities. Oh, here we go. What are our responsibilities as believer priests? 
to worship Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 22, verse number 5. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And so this was before the priesthood. But he took an offering, and he went up. And so, so offer our person. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. I knew it was going to get there, didn't you? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of uh, God that that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12, 1. So we're to offer our person. We're to offer our praise. Hebrews 13. And we done. We was here last week uh, there at the end, but let's re- rehearse it again. Uh, Hebrews 13. Uh, and verse number 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We're to offer our purse. <laughs> you knew. This is not my outline, but it works. 1 Corinthians 16. You know, that's one of the things. And again. One of the, and we can and it preaches this way because one of the things and again we're going to go into the missions giving and, and, and I believe and I believe it can be taught that there are different types of giving in the Word of God and uh, you know there's the tithes the offering which which are to come into the storehouse if you want to put it that way to to pay the bills of the storehouse. Then there are the special offerings, the special gifts that's given to men, as, as we pointed out to uh, the, 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 the churches that had given to Paul and the other men of God uh, to see them, their needs met and, and so on and so forth there. But, uh, uh, but then, you know, missions, and that, that could be attributed to missions giving. And I know that we're, the emphasis, I don't know what brother shock, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, I haven't told him how to preach it or anything like that, but. He may get along the lines of that separate gift toward missions and toward supporting missions and missionaries. I don't know. We'll see how that, how all that pans out, and and then we will you know we will be geared by it. But it has been said when God gets you, He gets everything about you. So He gets your lips to praise, but He gets your purse because it's in your back pocket. Amen. So anyway, He gets that too, and then giving, and then that's where I was going to in the Old Testament economy. When they brought, when they put out the, the word, we mentioned the tabernacle in the wilderness, they put out the word of the materials to be brought for the service of the Lord, for the tabernacle in the wilderness, they brought freely their gifts. It wasn't demanded. You know, God allowed them to spoil the Egyptians on their way out. And then they brought that spoil, they brought that gold, and they brought the silver to make the sockets, and they brought the, they brought the things, but they brought it freely. They was not constrained to, to give. And, that's, and so uh, there again, you know, as a priest, 
and as a king. We're to offer our person, offer our praise, offer our purse. 1 Corinthians 16, 1, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. <laughs> Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. So, so we give, offer our prayers, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, verse number 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus. So our prayers, and we, we there's been other places, uh, let me see here, and this is not in my notes, but I'll just go there because verse, uh, chapter 2 of 1 Timothy, we were there and we, we dealt with this already. I exhort, therefore, that, ye, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable, peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We're to offer our prayers. And again, I try to emphasize prayer and I try to keep prayer in my life, but there's still times that I know I can do better. So many times we allow the clock. For those of us that's working, you know, we have that routine. Get up and whatever. If something breaks the routine, guess what, what we sacrifice? We sacrifice our prayer time so that we can go make sure that we get by Starbucks or four bucks and get, get our coffee <laughs> or scooters or hooters or whatever. Not hooters. <laughs> uh, some of these little coffee places or get to the coffee pot first. It will sacrifice our prayer time. So we can get down into them little drive-through coffee places. Oh, that's more important than prayer time. Well, really? Because we gotta get we gotta get by there. Gotta go buy Dunkin' Donuts, get the donut or donut shop so we can get to the work, we get to the office. And we again, if we oversleep. Instead of sacrificing the coffee, you're sacrificing the donuts or sacrificing something to sacrifice our prayer. But it ought not to be so. We are to offer our prayers as a priesthood of the believer. We're to offer our service. Each priest had duties in the house of God. I don't want to mention that. Some, again, just simply bore the tabernacle. It's been heavy, but I'm happy. You know, and there's times, and, and, and the way that it was preached, when I heard that message preached, that's the title of the message, it's been heavy, but I'm happy. You know, he, he, he kind of dealt with the burden of the pastor. You know, there's burden of the pastor of a small church, there's burden of the pastor of the big church. It's a different type of burden, but there's still burden laid on the pastor. And, 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 of course, you know, the, the, the phraseology in, in modern times of I'm just burnt out. <laughs> Men leaving the ministry. Now, I, again, I don't want to be their judge. God will be their judge. But sometimes I wonder, were they truly called? <laughs> but then, I mean, you look in the Word of God, you can see. I mean, Jeremiah says, I am not, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to say anything in your name anymore. <laughs> I done suffered enough for you, God. So I can see that. 
I can see the burden being, I mean, Moses, he, he sinned along those lines and, and all those. He didn't get to see the promised land because he smoked that rock because of the people. And I can see the frustration that falls upon the preachers and the men of God in the word of God and the examples there. But the, the, whole, the whole premise behind that message that, that was preached there was just, look, get under the burden that God has got for you to carry, whatever that burden might be, and be happy about it. Go on for God. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I remind myself of that message quite often. It, it's one of those messages that just stuck with me. Like I said, the hammer message, it's been heavy, but I'm happy. There's another one called Detours, Delays, and Denials by J.B. Buffington. Sometimes he detours you. Sometimes he delays you. Sometimes he just flat out says, no, you're not going. You're not doing that. And it's a good message. And it was used in my life. All right. So, we're to, uh, so uh, we are a kingdom of believer priests with responsibilities to worship and with responsibilities to witness. We represent God to man. And that's what the priest did, represents God to man. So we tell the good news of the gospel, and we live the good news before men. You know, there was a certain, when you've seen the priest, they were peculiar. There was, I mean, they couldn't be a dwarf. There's a whole list of, of uh, qualifications and things that disqualified the priest, the priest in, the, in the word of God. And so in, in those qualifications, but when they looked, you know, they seen a difference. They stood out. They were, knew that they were a certain tribe. They knew that they ministered. They had a certain ministry. They knew they had a certain uh, calling. They knew they had a certain uh, office. They, they had certain duties to, to perform. So men seen them and seen um, an example in them seen a difference in them because of what God had laid upon them to do. And then when we apply that to us, we should look different. And again, in, in, our, in our text, it's just that all those are separated by commas, and they are in that listing. All those can be a different aspect of the same thing. Chosen. The priests were chosen. It, out of all the 12 tribes of Israel, only one was chosen to be the priesthood. A royal priesthood. So kings and priests. And holy nation. They, they had to, they, they offered the sacrifices for the people. Especially the high priest that was and so, so that being said, he had to live, and even though Aaron <laughs> failed, oh, no, this, this, this golden calf just come up out of this fire. Right. Because he gave in to the people. The pressure. God help us. But... That being said, he, 
you know, the, the high priest in their, in their, in their, uh, in their duties were holy. They had, again, they had to maintain a certain level of holiness as they ministered to the people. That's why that go. That's what that labor was all about. They had to constantly wash, constantly wash, and it was polished where they could see themselves like a mirror. They could see themselves, and they they constantly bathed and cleansed their hand, cleansed themselves before they went into the tabernacle. You know that, so they had to stay holy, a whole lot more than the other people, and then. They say a peculiar, pe holy nation and a peculiar people. So chosen, royal, holy, and peculiar. They could all be applied to the priesthood. And they all should be applied to us as the priests of the blue. We are chosen in Jesus Christ. We are uh, uh, appointed to be a holy, a royal priesthood. We should be holy. We done talked about the holiness. Verse number 16 of chapter 1. For it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Holy in our walk, holy in our talk, holy in our dress. They had certain dress standards in the priesthood. You know, in fact, the modesty that was there, in fact, the britches, because I know I had this throwed up at me. Now, don't go to Deuteronomy and say that women ain't supposed to have britches. The britches was only for the priests. That were all the men. They didn't wear britches. Only the priests did. And they could see up underneath his skirts of his robes, he had coverings over his legs. That being said, just to make application of the modesty, which we see in the word of God, it's modesty. When we walk out there, our dress should be right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see this linen floor, and I'm still not 100 Want to take a knife to it, bulldozer, get some yard. I'm not that I'm against swimming. I enjoy the swimming, but I'm thinking to myself, how in the world? If I enjoy swimming in my own private yard, somebody decides to pull up in my yard <laughs> for a visit, <clears throat> how will they find me? How will I be able to get from the pool to the house? Modestly, that's weighing on my heart, my mind. I'm gonna have to have a robe out there, I reckon. Swim in my clothes, swim in my overalls, like I did most of the times I've been swimming. What's your swim swimsuit? Well, I got a pair of khaki pants and a shirt that don't cling to me. It's kind of see through when it's wet. You say you're crazy. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm to present. I'm to present myself in a certain way before people. They should see a difference in me, like they seen the difference in the priesthood in the Old Testament. 
Modesty was part of that, that breeches, so that they could not see up underneath his robes when he stood in a higher plane. And we, as the priesthood of the believers, stand in a higher plane. People out there look at us differently, and they're watching us. That's why when the hall bunch, I mean, when I say the hall bunch, I'm talking about Brother and Sister Hall, their three children, and at the time, however many grandchildren they had, three children, their spouses, the grandchildren, and at that time, one great-grandchild was born to them. And we all went to Florida. <laughs> Brother Hall said, we're going to rent, you know, through his little whatever, and they actually got a couple of condominiums, condos. We went in there, and we were swimming in the swimming pool with our clothes on. And the staff of the condo people come out there. They, they just come in like an army. I mean, me, big old men and security and everything else. And they was all standing around the swimming pool because we was out there late at night when nobody else was out there. And they was all standing around with, you know, and they, 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 said, they said something about, uh, this was like the first night we was there. So we was all in there swimming, had a good, having a good time, just a family, with our clothes on. And they come in, and they, they surrounded the swimming pool and ordered us out because they thought that we were just off the street. And they come into the condo and was swimming with our clothes on. And we said, no, this is our guest room. We showed them the keys, said we're in room such and such and such and such. And then finally, one of the activity directors who had grown up in a Pentecostal church and knew what that there were church folks out there that believed in modesty. She come in there and she said, "Oh!" And then they started apologizing. We got free ice cream floats for the rest of the week, and a few other little goodies because they wanted to pacify us because of the embarrassment <laughs> that was now upon them. But when they looked at us, and then we all went out on the beach. On this island, actually, rented a boat, went out. We're all out there on the Gulf, and then they had this little tour that we would, they could, people could walk by, and they all walked by all the Hall clan, and we're all out there in the ocean with our clothes on. And they was looking at us like we were from outer space. Well, we're presenting ourselves a royal priesthood. Try to. So we're witnesses that represent God to man. When people see us, they should see God. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people. They should see a difference. So we tell the good news, we should live the good news. Someone has said, what, what, uh, what are we to think? What are, we are what we think. Let's see. Never mind. So, we are these things. And in that, we are to offer up prayers for the people. Again, just as you read this, we look, and I meant to look more, I meant to grab a book that I have back there about the priesthood, but I pretty much covered it all. They offered up prayers for the people. We offer up intercession and prayer, supplications for the people. As we read there in 1 Timothy 2. We're to pray for people. We're to present and be different before the people. 
We're to lead people. We're to point people to Christ. They should see God in us, the hope of Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are to um, be that representation of God before the people. Everything that the priesthood in the Old Testament did, we are to do, except they, people could only come to, uh, to God through the high priest, and we have Jesus, our great high priest, and so we have access. That's the, that's the big difference. We have access to the throne room of God. We can praise him for that access. We can thank him for that access. We can, uh, we can offer up the praises to our lips, and we can offer up, the praise, uh, offer up our bodies a living sacrifice. Again, holy. We keep going back to that. Holy, acceptable unto God. And that is our reasonable. You're saying that's, that's just way too much, Brother Bell. I can't do that. Our reasonable service. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I fall short. But I have a desire. We all should have a desire. Not to, to look at our neighbor and say, whoa, I'm better than they are. I'm farther down the road than they are. Yeah, but still, are you short? Well, sure you are. So when you're shortcoming, just shore that up. Don't point. I, 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 I told you I was guilty of that. Look at that young person over there. Look at that teenager. I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm not doing what that, that church member's doing. I'm not living how they're doing. I'm not going where they're going. Look at me. What are you doing? Where are you going? It's just turn it around. Get a mirror and a magnifying glass. Look at yourself. Woe is me. I'm, I, stand, I, stand, I stand in need of that quite often in my life. A mirror and a magnifying glass. My reasonable service. What am I supposed to be doing? That's offering up our bodies a living sacrifice and our lips to his praise and his glory and his honor. But thank God we have access to the throne room of God through Jesus Christ. I pray that we'll take this and learn by it, apply it, and go out this week and be the examples before others that we ought to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you and praise you for today, Lord, and thank you for the many blessings you've given us. Lord, as we prepare our hearts uh, for the week and our lives, as we go out before men, help us to look at ourselves, to listen to ourselves. Lord, are we presenting the light of the gospel in our lives to this lost and sinful and dark world? I pray that they will see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Lord, they will um, hear the praises of God on our lips. And that they will realize that there is a difference, that we are a peculiar people. And Lord, help us to live that way before, before men. Pray and ask that you again will touch those with sickness and affliction in body, with healing and help and grace to them, to Brother Cooley and Brother Shock as they come, that you'll anoint them, and uh, Lord, watch over them as they travel, and give them the messages when they stand, and Lord, do a work in our hearts as a church. We ask and pray these things in Christ's name. Amen, amen.
Let's have a song of invitation. I want to go ahead and give a song of invitation. If the Lord's spoken in you, and you have the opportunity to come. Um,